0: Architecture doesn't exist in a vacuum, and neither should you. Whether it's a design critique or understanding how design connects to a larger world, gaining insight is invaluable for architecture students. Well, actually, all students in general. In these interview sessions, guests from professors to professionals and everyone in between will share their experiences and thoughts on design and the built environment. In this episode, I'm joined by Miljana Horvatz from, well, basically, she's everywhere. She's taught first year, most recently, this past uh, winter 2020, and she also oversees pretty much a lot of the grad stuff at the Ryerson University Faculty of Engineering and Architectural Science. So, Miljana, can you help us out? Let me introduce you. Warm welcome to you. Our listeners are eagerly listening to you. Now, tell me what it is that you do, because actually, how you got there and what you do, because there's a lot of questions that we got.
1: Uh, yeah, thank you, Vince. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, you're right, I'm a little bit of everywhere and everything. I mean, my uh, uh, bachelor degree is a degree in architectural engineering uh, from University of Belgrade. Then I came to Canada and did my Master of Architecture at McGill University, but ended up uh, doing PhD in Building Engineering because I was always interested in sort of techie stuff uh, 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 that relates to buildings and architecture and how to make them uh, more interesting and energy efficient and so on. So um, as I was finishing my PhD, uh, I, uh, somebody actually alerted me to the job posting at Ryerson. And at that moment, I was like, no, 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 I'm enough with, you know, that I had enough of school and university environment. I really want to look for a job in industry. Mm-hmm. But that person, she was a young uh, professor, and she looked at me and she said, no, you should take a look at this. This is very unique. And um, then I saw it, it was, it was a job posting at Ryerson University in the Department of Architectural Science. Um, and they were looking for somebody with expertise in architecture and building science. And I then realized uh, that Ryerson's uh, Department of Architectural Science is very unique and basically the only place in Canada, if not in North America, uh, who does both uh, and, and really encompasses uh, architecture and design from many different levels uh, and many different perspectives? So I figure out okay, this is a place for a hybrid like me. And uh, well, I didn't know that at that moment yet. I kind of first started on my application, and there was lots of back and forth. You know, getting a job in academia is not as straightforward. Uh, but in the end, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the further through the process I was going, I, I was feeling more passionate about it. And, uh, and yeah, I was really, really happy when I got it. So, so at that time I moved um, uh, from Montreal to, uh, to Toronto. I submitted my PhD dissertation final draft to my supervisor on Friday last Friday in July. And then on Sunday, I was traveling to Toronto to start my job at Ryerson in August. Well, the The second, whatever, the Tuesday was, because the first is a civic holiday. So it was So so I guess we should say
0: congratulations, happy anniversary on this.
1: Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, true. Actually, it's it's the anniversary these days. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. It's going to be 16 years that I'm at Ryerson.
0: Oh, geez. Uh, Don't date yourself, man. Geez.
1: That's fine. That's fine. It's, um, 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 yeah, um, I'm not, uh, uh, it's a journey. It's not the, the outcome and, and journey has been fun.
0: <laughs> so uh, I, I, b- before we start talking about your duties that you take on over at the big house in, in the uh, nice building, <laughs> yeah. um, let's talk about uh, you in terms of Teaching, Because it's interesting that you mentioned the Belgrade experience and that you said that, uh, you know, because you you sit at a higher level within Mm. our universities and you see the different programs that are available, right? Mm. And I'm just curious because a lot of students have choices, right? And Mm. um, when you described that we are a unique program in Canada, if not North America, is that to say that it's similar to the kind of education that you got in architecture engineering in Belgrade? Or is it that, you know, in North America, we don't teach teach things as integrated as we might want to? Like, what is the big, you know, I want to make sure we understand that unique value proposition that you're talking about. Yeah. Which is like um, to, yeah.
1: My, my own um, um, undergrad program back then, uh, it was basically modeled um, uh, uh, upon, um, on, on German, uh, model of of education in architecture and and it's not that we were just doing engineering stuff I mean look I had uh my um, 8 hours of studio a week uh, every year and then we had actually also urban planning was a big deal as well I had 4 hours of urban planning studio every week and then I had 4 hours of structures and detailing studio so they were like all hands on experiences of of uh, uh design on on many aspects right so so That was that was back then. I mean, the the, the undergrad studies were basically like a five year usually, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, and and at that time it was basically if you want to be registered architect, you have to have a degree in architectural engineering. Uh, Those degrees in architecture that were being offered through the Academy of Design, they could not get actually licensed. They could do interior design, they could do furniture design, but actually to be an architect, you have to have a, a, you know, licensed architect, you have to have this degree. However, uh, in the meantime, things change. And now uh, they also change the program to, to uh, follow more Bologna uh, Accords. So mm-hmm. now they have sort of basically 40 th- year plus masters. Uh, so the similar that what we have here. Um, anyway, so, uh, so so that's why it's a, like a little bit of unique uh, uh, experience. But I don't think that I was uh, predominantly uh, uh, educated in engineering. As I said, design was still the most important uh, architectural design uh, component. And and that was also reflected in a a number of credits and how the the courses were evaluated. It was just basically, we were spending more time on, on, on other things as well. Kind of really placing the architecture and building design within the context of designing a neighborhood, designing the city, uh, designing you know the streets and even like touching upon sort of a little bit of of a of, of, of traffic and, and movement of pedestrians and cars in the city uh um as as well as like really a lot of time spent on detailing on on structures on kind of experimenting with models mm-hmm. uh uh doing sort of other type of uh, buildings so, so that was like back then uh, and i thought that i didn't realize it at the time of course when we are you know, students and undergrad students, uh, you know, when you are 19 or 20, you want to kind of do your assignments and then go out and have fun, you know, with your friends. Uh, but it's only afterwards throughout my career, I realized actually that everything that I went through uh, in undergrad courses, even those that I really hated, uh, came, came out very useful at one point or another, you know, so... So, yeah, um, but, you know, that comes with the age and experience. Like, then then you realize. Sort of, so, so, whatever you're feeling, sometimes if students are feeling that, like, oh, am I doing this? I'm never going to need this. This is, you know, stupid and boring and time-consuming. Well, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, have some patience when you are doing classes or courses that you are not enjoying uh, very much. Uh, one of the things that I really appreciate about, and this is what I – often students, especially in the undergrad students, uh, they, they keep asking me and that's what I tell them. Um, architectural education or education in architecture is so comprehensive and, and and overarching that really prepares you for many different types of careers, you know, because yes, we learn about, you know, design and buildings and proportions and light and dark and colors and complementary colors and materiality and, 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 you know, tectonics and how things are to the touch and how things are to the, you know, and, and then, you know, so really, uh, uh, even human behavior and human health and, and, uh, um, I can't even sort of, uh, uh List all all the things that that somehow you know we touch upon directly or indirectly through architectural right. education, and and that's something that that I think it's really awesome about it because even if you realize that uh, one day you're not too keen on working in an architectural office and you know kind of churning CAD drawings uh, to, for the rest <laughs> of your life, <laughs> you know uh, there are so many other things that you can end up doing, and and somehow you know, architectural education allows you uh, for that. I can give you some examples if you're interested. I don't know. Well, well
0: actually I was going to I was going to delve down to that a little bit more at the grad side of things, but um b- Oh, true. We, jump, we can before, do that yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah, but before we jump into that Miliana, mm-hmm. like I the reason why I was asking about the education is because you've just taught um first year studio and you and I have actually taught together a couple times um and I remember the 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 most recent one was back in the day we did studios together. We did grad studios together. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So so I, I thought it would be important to just bring that to light because not as the, you know, Associate Dean uh, for Grad Studies, but um, I want you to tell me as a prof within our program, seeing the undergrad and grad, right? And also Mm -hmm. having the experience at other institutions, grad programs, and, and even your undergrad in Belgrade, what would you say is the key difference? Because I think a lot of students, especially when you have prof guests that are trained from another country, right? A lot of students come up and ask, well, I want to study here, I want to get an experience, I want to go exchange. I I think it's important to just frame it and outline what the big differences are. What would you say is the big difference, um, Mm. if if you were to pinpoint one, between the kinds of education that you would get elsewhere? Versus that which you get within our own program, right? Like you've seen the undergrad as well as the grad, right? Um, and, yeah. And so, so I just wanted to get your take on on what the key difference was.
1: Well, uh, I can't compare really my own education because <laughs> that was ages ago, and this was also pre-CAD era. So mm-hmm. I learned to draw by hand. <laughs> you know, I learned technical drawings by hand, <laughs> and uh, uh, so so it's really hard to 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 compare that because the way how uh, students are taught today with the digital tools, it's completely different way of thinking and it's different uh, way of understanding uh, the space and, and how, how the space is being created in, in a sort of in a digital way, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't know, maybe it's just because my brain still works, uh, uh, works um, uh, in, 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 in the understanding the process differently. However, I'm not saying that one is better or the other, even right. though it's different, you know, I, I actually was was very delighted uh, uh, to to see that um, in the first year studio that I taught this past term, which I haven't taught since basically my first year at Ryerson since 2004. So it was a big sort of time difference between the teaching first year studio back then and, and now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I thought, you know, that, oh, you know, are we going to be sort of able to understand each other, I was, but actually it went really well. I was, I was, uh, I was actually delighted to see that the core understandings of, of some of these values, which is, you know, uh, process of thinking, the, the, uh, uh, sculpturing architecture, mm-hmm. uh, uh, working sort of on, on hands-on, like hands-on uh, models and, and even digital models. The core values are the same. It's right. it's the uh, uh, ability to understand space, ability to uh, to build something, and I'm kind of using it sort of built not in terms of building, but builds of, kind of create. That's the word. Yeah. Create okay. something that it's uh, um, that it's it has universal values of of you know that it's it's it has a, a, a proportions. It has a, uh, expressions, it has uh, usability, it has, uh, you know, sort of, uh, um, I don't know, kind of loss. Well, of I think there's out. a
0: more holistic thing, because I was privy to doing some of the final reviews for that particular year, and I certainly taught yeah. them in the first year, first term. Uh, the, the, yeah, that class really does have a. I think not just that class, but I think in general, our first year has dramatically upped its game since you last taught first year. Yeah, well,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's, again, it's different. In the, my in two thousand four, we in first year we started with drawings. You know, like technical, sort of here's the line, mm-hmm. here's the, you know, dotted line. You Use you know this pencil and so on. And now now it's it's different.
0: Yeah, be, I, ask I a kid time. if they have a pencil. Just ask a kid if they got what do you have a HB or do you have a B4? Oh, and then, H, be, yeah, the hell, yeah, no, what the hell are you talking about, old man? Yeah, exactly,
1: <laughs> I don't even have pencils anymore, which is kind really? of embarrassing because I was always a big fan of, of nice uh pen. I have uh, pens, but
0: not pencils anymore. Oh <laughs> uh, no man, nothing beats a good clutch. But I, I also wanted to jump from studio into some of the other courses. Cause again, uh, as, as you've been taking on a lot more administrative duties, mm. um, I think a lot of people aren't aware of your teaching um, and what you've taught. Uh, be- I mean, certainly in the grad schools uh, programming, mm. you, you, you certainly have a presence there, but I, I know that it would be important for people to know your background in terms of some of the more core undergrad courses that you've taught in the past. Hmm.
1: Well, I've been through all the studios, uh, predominantly in second year studio. I, I taught for several years and I really enjoyed second year studio. Uh, I think I was only one year in third year studio and, uh, I had also, uh, on undergrad level, uh, building envelope, uh, 302, uh, that was my favorite course. Um, long time ago, and I'm hoping one day I'll be back into it. uh, (laughs) Because I think it's a it's an important course to introduce also with the um, second year students, you know, those who are still kind of entering the the world of architecture, how, you know, things can be both beautiful and efficient, you know, that one and sustainability does not uh, uh, exclude, uh, beauty and proportions and, and good detailing is, is also mm-hmm. an art the same as, as you know, good, uh, uh sort of, uh, architectural design or vol- volumes and tectonics is, is, is a good, uh, uh good value. Mm-hmm. So that, that was one of my big passions because it also basically was, was in the core of my, my, uh, uh, my expertise, uh, uh yeah. as, as sort of building envelope, um,
0: well, it's your mastery,
1: Diner, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's 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 the thing. Um, like in the beginning, I was teaching a whole bunch of courses, including structures, first year, second year. Oh,
0: you had to uh, teach that course too, man. Yeah, that is like initiation. That is initiation. I
1: was, I was, I was. Uh, I was uh, well, at that time it was the old program. It was not called structures. It was called something else. I
0: can't. Suffering, remember. suffering. I think it was the other. Yeah, yeah. Well.
1: But uh, but it's uh, it's um, um, yeah yeah. So it was only one year. Like in the beginning, I was kind of. You know, when you look at the list of my courses in the beginning, I was kind of tossed a uh, little bit here and there just because I guess I was they thought I would be able to do both kind of design and structures. I, I never thought project management. I have to admit, even in my undergrad, that was not my favorite course. <laughs> but, you know, we all have our our likes and dislikes or some things that we feel more passionate about or or less. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so this is, this is the case, uh, as well. And, um, uh, yeah, yeah. But in the kind of last sort of maybe eight to 10 years, I've been stabilizing in undergrad in, in envelope course. I was teaching uh, building and envelope, uh, systems, uh, in building science graduate program. That was also for many years, my, my, uh, staple course mm-hmm. and, uh, and advanced building envelopes is it, on, on in building science for uh, fourth year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I think it's advanced building. Is that a core
0: important. or an elective?
1: That's a core course for building okay. science option in the fourth uh, year in the eighth term, the last term. So mm-hmm. It was kind of fun also to, to do, do, do that uh, with, uh, with, uh, um, uh, with the fourth year undergrad uh, students who are a little bit more specialized. Actually, in that uh, year, there was a whole bunch of students from architecture who took that as an elective so it was really fun to get them together and, and do kind of collaboration. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so honestly, um, some examples from that, uh, design, um, uh, portion of that course, like a project final project, I still showed them, or I, I was showing them in many years afterwards, even to grad students, because I thought that, uh, that this, uh, this collaboration between uh, architecture option building science was very, very successful. Uh, and then, yeah, I had to, I, I taught design studio, like the studio in, in, um, in, the, in master architecture twice. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one that we did together. And so, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, basically the, the combination of, of, or just the fact that I could, that my expertise sort of bridges, um, uh, disciplines, I think, I think, well, that's why I guess they were putting me in these studios, uh, because somebody thought that was useful. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and I, I'm hoping, you know, that somebody still thinks it's useful because, uh, because I think you cannot be a, a wholesome and good um, expert uh, or even good designer uh, unless you you understand uh, how things uh, work from many different perspectives. I mean, you don't have to be expert in every little
0: thing, right?
1: Thing in that, but at least you have to kind of understand the the the, the fundamentals. In it, especially, you know, because as designers, we always look for a. For for a sort of new solutions and new materials. And now we know in the age of technology, new materials emerging uh, every mm-hmm. day. So, in order to be able to actually understand the 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 performance of, of these new new materials and new new components, you you have to sort of really know the basics of of uh, and fundamentals of some sort of building physics if you want to so
0: say so that. you know what's interesting though because here's my thing and this is a good segue into your grad role because sure. on the one hand you've been talking about this kind of need at our undergrad and even in the industry to kind of have an understanding a grasp what architect has to understand you know the, these new facets of you whether know, it's building science management technologies and what have you but then when you start going into grad school right mm. that is ostensibly where there is a greater refinement a greater focus right oh yeah uh, so so can you just talk about your role in the grad side of things, what you do, and just explain because I think earlier you'd mentioned the idea of uh, diversity and, and and a knowledge base and just being able to pursue these things in, in grad studies. But but let's talk about first off. Maybe first question is what is the dean of graduate studies? What, what does that what does, what does that mean? What does that mean? What do you do exactly?
1: Oh wow, yeah, well that's that's hard to explain. <laughs> yes and no, you know. Uh, well, I'm Associate Dean for Graduate Studies in the Faculty of Engineering uh, and Architectural Science. So basically, you know, in the hierarchy of university administration, we are the Faculty uh, of, of our Engineering and Architectural Science. So we are basically a unit of somehow uh, related disciplines um, uh, that are kind of coming under under one roof. So our head is a dean and he has sort of a you know, responsibility of creating a work environment and academic environment and research environment. And, and, you know, so, so associate deans are his sort of helpers, you know, because he, mm-hmm. the dean cannot do everything at once. Right. So, so the, the team of associate deans, it's me for graduate studies in our faculty. Then there's an associate dean for research and partnerships. There is associate dean for undergrad studies and there's associate dean for teaching and outreach. You know, so we all have our specialties that are basically uh, looking from the administrative side uh, and, and uh, uh, um, kind of being able to um, work on um, sometimes very boring uh, sort of policies and, and uh, procedures uh, and, and uh, sort of implementation of some of these uh, new um, academic um, um, processes and so on. Uh, so, you know, our programs become better. So the students have a better experience. So the students, you know, they enjoy their uh, education better and so on and so on. And, and you know, so, and, and also, you know, as a faculty members who are not only teachers, but also researchers, so they can do their job and, you know, uh, be successful and promote uh, our name, like themselves and our name as a, as a Ryerson University and Faculty of Architectural Science, you know, to kind of put us on, on the world's uh, map uh, of of uh, educational uh, uh, institutions. So looking at you know sort of what, what do I do on a daily basis, you know uh, the graduate studies were de- centralized prior to two thousand and fifteen. so everything the graduate studies were uh, everything was under the kind of umbrella of of uh, uh, Yates School of Graduate mm-hmm. Studies, and programs were responding directly to them and not to their home departments. And um, at one point, you know, when the School of Graduate Studies became too big and too diverse to handle, uh, you know, there was a, this um, sort of provost task force, and then basically they did some, you know, research and so on. Uh, so they recommended uh, graduate studies are decentralized. So basically, the disciplines of graduate studies are placed back into their own departments. You know, it's so funny because in architecture, we didn't really see it that way because we developed our programs, both Master of Architecture, and Master of Building Science, Mm -hmm. really to be sort of in-house, you know, and and never felt that, uh, we never felt that that sort of division because it was both graduate programs were really so ingrained in our department that um, even then I was like thinking, well, isn't that how everybody does it? But apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, so, So it was kind of interesting to see that that um maybe unknowingly we gave example of uh to the others you know how things can actually work very well, because we are sort of uh, our undergrad and grad programs in our department are sort of big family, right, and we mm-hmm. are all siblings right and 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 uh but in other programs, it was not like that, so there was a bit of a sort of uh so so developed that, and I think actually I was maybe a right person um, uh, to work on that decentralization because having experience in, in how the grad program is and should be a part of the department.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: uh, it was easier uh, for me to communicate that and to show examples, uh, uh, to others, uh, that actually, you know, these things are not separate. They are just sort of, you know, you have older brother and younger brother, and we all family and we work together. <laughs> and, uh, so, so that's, that's how, uh, uh, majority of things work. And then the other hand is now, you know, um, looking that for for graduate students in in, in other engineering programs, the research uh, uh, component in graduate studies is a little bit different than Master of Architecture. Master of Architecture is professional degree. It has kind of different requirements based on uh, accreditation, Um, uh, but in other graduate programs, you know, uh, in engineering as in in building science, uh, research has been done in close collaboration with the supervisor. Graduate students are funded uh, from supervisors uh, uh, research grants, and they're getting stipends, and they're working on joint projects. So the projects are not or thesis or research is not necessarily student driven the way how is it in mm-hmm. architecture, it's more supervisor driven. Uh, and it's usually a teamwork. Um, so so that's a little bit different. And again, for me having experience in both, because I, I went through master of architecture when I was kind of student driven thesis, mm-hmm. and then my, uh, PhD in building engineering which was more kind of a joint uh, endeavor with with the supervisor and, and sort of industry at the time um, uh, I can no, knowing both sides I, I could easily relate and then you know explain uh, the difference and, and understand the difference which is I think very useful so nobody feels um, uh, excluded in, in, in any way so I'm hoping that I'm doing a good job in that
0: well I, I think you are because I'm looking at the burgeoning like I, I mean I, I I was privy to uh, help out in putting together the Masters of uh, the Future Prospective. I don't know which adjective you want to say. The Project Management Masters. Uh, Jen yeah, MacArthur the, the Project has been, yeah. Built
1: Environment. That's how yeah. we yeah. yeah
0: so she's been pushing that through and I've been uh, happily helping her out wherever I can on some components of that so I think you've been doing a good job because there's clearly a push for that We can see even within our building science PhD program um, and the robustness of the uh, building science uh, grad program the master's program I think I think we're doing fairly well I know that also our, our numbers are pretty much getting better and better all the time for our masters of architecture mm-hmm. um, so so we're seeing good stuff I, mean, I think that's what I see in the microcosm of das I don't necessarily they see the whole uh, family, as you said, uh, within mm-hmm. Fius. But I, I get what you're saying. So I think you've been fairly successful. But I, I think that now that we're talking about these grad programs, I, I think a lot of questions that I get. So I've had Marco Polo on the other day, and we were talking mm-hmm. about just graduate programs in architecture. But I thought having you here, it would be also really worthwhile to enlighten people on. You, you know, you talked about the differences between architecture masters and other masters, specifically engineering, right? Mm-hmm, but um, I think it would be worthwhile to have you just chime in on the fact that when students are applying for masters, right, Mm -hmm. specifically within the architecture realm, um, uh, I I think that one thing that people don't always see is just, they only see it in a very myopic way where they go, well, I want to get the best name. I want to get the reputation. I want to, you know, be in this city or whatever. But I think that when they write their letters of intent, they don't necessarily know what they're actually talking about. So, So more often than not, they don't really talk about the symbiotic relationship, which is specifically the fact that, to subsidize or offset a lot of graduate studies we take in students who are going to get I don't know um, the ability to teach the ability to research right mm-hmm. and I was wondering if you could just touch on the fact that you know students not not just necessarily architecture students but students should always be looking at the kind of tit-for-tat relationship where yes the institutions really want to have amazing high-performing students but they also really want to take those students because they're going to be serving different roles like you've talked about the fact that if i'm a prof in engineering i would take on a grad student because guess what i got funded research i need to have the right competencies to fund that i'm not going to get anybody and just to fill in the body to fill in the position so do you mind just talking a bit about research teaching assistant positions um you know the, the other positions that would be available or the the kind of Instruments that we have as institutions uh, to, you know, make it more incentivized uh, for students to undertake certain graduate programs.
1: Uh, you mean in the context of architecture? I kind of was a little bit confused. Oh, sorry. In, sorry, sorry, in, in
0: general. In, in general. I mean. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah please.
1: Hmm. Yeah. That's that's a tough question, really, because people go to grad school for many different reasons. You know, and uh, uh well in our case, in case of architecture, you know, if you want to be, if you want going to the path of, of being licensed architect, you pretty much have to have a master's. And, um, um so, so, so that's one of the reasons in this particular profession In the other professions, you know, especially in other engineering, um, degrees, you, you don't necessarily have to have a master's. You can, you know, find a job and live happily ever after, <laughs> you know, without uh, grad school. However, um, um, environment is changing. Now, Now, just basic gra- uh, undergrad degree is uh, what used to be a high school degree 50 years ago. And now, actually, in many fields, master's is becoming sort of uh, almost uh... expected. <laughs> Sorry. Like a, a commodity acquired... or something? Sorry, I just need to have some water. Hold oh, on. Okay. Sorry about that.
0: Well, I would agree while you're while drinking, I would agree that uh, the master's degree has now become a commodity. I think yeah. that uh, the the baseline for, I don't know, professional uh, success or entry is now going to become the masters. And I think mm-hmm. that that's really increasingly going to make your job busier, right? And <laughs> and, and you're talking about, Oh, sorry, I mean to choke you on that one, um, but you're going to have more work and you're probably going to see that as a direct function of more programs emerging, correct?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I want to say is that uh, uh, many um, um, students or future graduate students uh, don't always realize w- what the graduate study is all about, you know, so it's not necessarily more of the same. mm mm-hmm. It's, it's not uh, uh, necessarily narrowing your specialization in one particular field. Um, and in many cases, it basically allow you, uh, a student, you know, to, to expand and try some of the things, uh, new things that otherwise, you know, they would not be able to, uh, to do so, you know, because when you're in the workforce, you're basically in a machine and, you know, I have to do sort of whatever, you know, uh, uh, um, well, the company's doing, or if you are independent, you know, you can kind of uh, press with the other things. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's, it's a bit of a, a exploration period, but it also, it's a period that, that really open your horizons uh, uh, in many ways. So I mean, um, um, you know, so, so students should not be afraid of, of uh, undertaking this uh, for another year or two, you know, some programs are one year, some programs are two years. Uh, at least at the master 's level, because mm-hmm. it really uh, can open up your 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 horizons and expose you uh, with the ability to learn something new and uh, in many ways I, I miss grad school uh, and I can 't go back in it's like i 'm too old now, but I miss grad school <laughs> because that was the last time that I could actually you know spend some time learning new software or exploring some new things you know and and kind of experimenting with, with sort of what I'm doing. Um, uh, because once you are sort of in a workforce, you don't have that luxury anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, choice is so, not given to you. you... <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. So so now I'm I'm you know, so now when I'm talking to my students, even the graduate students and PhD students that I'm supervising, you know, I said, look, this is the time because very soon, you know, being able to spend time and focus on that particular uh, let's say new software, a new aspect of, of exploration, mm-hmm. uh, uh, she will become uh, 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 more knowledgeable about that thing that, than I am, right? I mean, yes, yep. I know the big stuff. I know the principles. I know the, the the, and I'm able to guide you. But but very soon, she will overpass me in that ability to train. So in that sense, you know, I miss really grad school because at that time, I had the luxury to do that. You know, and, and I think students should, should really... Re- I don't know if, I mean, as I said, the same, you know, when you're young or when you are in, in the middle of these things, you kind of don't always see the big picture. I, I myself realized that only afterwards, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but but if you can sort of listen to the old um, uh, aunt here that I'm talking now, enjoy that time because it's, it's really, you know, you it, it really can be very fun and it can also direct your career. You, you can discover that you are good in certain things that you were not aware of before and, um, and and build upon your future path and career uh, upon that. So, so you okay. know, the, the going to grad school, it's it's really, you know, and, and then you also have more maturity and, and life experience to really kind of uh, focus on things that you enjoy and you like and not kind of spend time with other people. Less interesting
0: things. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, I I I see that, and and I think that ability to not only have like I was just talking about like things that would incentivize, and and just to gather all this thought together, like I talked about the idea of you know being a research assistant, being a a, um, a teaching assistant, and also getting the ability to have choice to focus in on some of the kind of particulars that you want to really become an expert in, and -hmm. then also kind of having that maturity and having a certain league of. Or colleagues that uh, that and, and and certainly peers that can help you out as you investigate and pursue you know these types of new things. These are all really great things to consider as you go into graduate studies. But then Miliana, th- we've seen that there's a whole bunch of grad programs emerging, right? And and we've seen a lot of grad programs that are also one year masters. Now I'm not saying, you know, size matters or anything, but we're seeing a lot of masters becoming more and more the rigor of of the kind of industry. And I know that within Ryerson's fold, right? Ryerson professes this whole, you know, mind and action kind of applied learning kind of approach. Do you see that Ryerson is putting together, I mean, this may be less about you as like you know in, in your kind of role but maybe just you with your perspective on things do you actually see Ryerson just churning out more and more graduate programs to really cater to these kind of niche job markets that that are that are emerging every day mm.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay i'm not I gonna get know. in trouble am i i'm not gonna get in i'm just trying to formulate i mean um, um uh, i don't see it. I don't see it as much in the faculty of of engineering and architectural science, maybe in some other uh, faculties. Right. But then I can't comment on that because I don't know what's their, you know, industry and stuff. Yeah. Industry. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really hard to do that. I mean, in in engineering, like in architecture, there's a master, right? That's pretty straightforward because we design our program to be like that and so on. And and I think there are also some one year master program, I think McGill has one uh, as far as I remember, it was very different than when I went there. Uh, uh, and I kind of can't really—I don't know exact differences because it's just I didn't have opportunity to, to look into this more. Uh, but in engineering, one-year master program, which is a master of engineering, which is also a master of building science, it's basically course option mm-hmm. uh, uh, that you know somebody who wants to kind of get a little bit more um, uh, knowledge in, in a certain uh, uh, or, or refine their their uh, uh, knowledge in a particular sort of uh, expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, in, in, um, uh, artificial intelligence, which is in, in part of a computer engineering graduate program, you know, so there's kind of set of courses, uh, that, that kind of really gets them into that specialty. Uh, the other one is computer networks and so on. Some of them have a smaller research component, which is called MRP major research project mm-hmm. that student has a bit of ability to kind of explore something, uh, uh, on their own, uh, uh, with the sort of under the supervision of, of a professor um but it's usually it's not as big as thesis it's usually kind of targeted to be one term type of independent project but some mm-hmm. programs don't have it. they just have two extra courses they you know you, you take your thing you finish your courses you end up with your master's of engineering and you know you're on your way and and you know there's there's an you know ability like industries absorbing that um uh, lots of uh <clears throat> people who are we're taking that they kind of have one year, they want to be in and out finish this. Uh, we have lots of international students taking these, uh, these programs, uh, just to kind of get a Canadian degree or, or, or yeah. also maybe sort of uh, uh, improve, you know, their, their knowledge or they, you know, uh, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's some um, post graduation work study permit that comes with that and some of them would like to kind of experience uh, life and 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 work a little bit in Canada, so that's possibility. Uh, those one-year programs also are very useful for uh, uh, recent immigrants or newly new residents in in Canada who have degree and work experience from uh, from another country. But you know, mm-hmm. kind of getting into the job market is not always easy. And especially in, in, a, in, a, in a fields like civil engineering or, or even architecture, you know, the building codes are different, yeah, the, of course. The, the building systems, like the way how things are done, it's a bit different. So it's kind of good to, to, to start and, and, and learn sort of how are things the same, but a little bit different, right? So it gives you mm-hmm. kind of a little bit of a nice transition uh, uh, and, and, and ability to, to improve your, your existing skills. Now, Master of Applied Science, because in most other engineering programs, you have two, right? And in building right. science, have that. Uh, master of Applied Science is a research degree. Uh, and that's where you, as, as a master's student, you have ability to take less courses, but, but you spend a year, year and a half on doing a research, which is thesis. And, you know, usually there's a publication coming out of it. Uh, uh, there's usually some experiment or sometimes it's more simulation and so on. Uh, and that's, that's the, the, the sort of longer period of time. Uh, that's the, 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 the time or type of degree where you also have a time to be a research assistant, but also maybe teaching assistant or graduate assistant, how we call them at Ryerson, mm-hmm. uh, to help with, the uh, uh, help with teaching and, and learn this other, uh, aspect of future profession, maybe, you know, sort of how to communicate, how to, uh, give successful tutorials, how to you know, uh, because teaching is a skill, as many yeah, it's know, hard, and You have to learn about it, right? So mm-hmm. there are there are additional courses uh, that at Ryerson that that help uh, graduate students uh, learn these skills, which is very good. Uh, while you're in one year course option, you don't have time for that. You are really just kind of four courses a term, da da da. da you know, and 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 you know, um, uh, so it's more kind of professionally targeted. So, so the way how the the uh the industry works in, in in engineering at least and science is not like that it's it's really mostly research over there but mm-hmm. engineering has this sort of okay here's the application job market direction here's the more kind of research however it doesn't mean that if you choose one over the other that your path life pathway is is set for for you know there's there's it's a yeah. to change you mm-hmm. know there are MEng students or master of engineering course option that kind of you know Realize that they are more interested in one topic than another, and they kind of get into the uh, uh, switch to thesis or or uh, even end up doing a very good PhD. They're a master of applied students. When when they finish their their theses, they they kind of find a good job opportunity, and they don't want to go back to school. So I mean, the 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 path is such that it's never set in stone. Mm-hmm. And and one thing that I I'd like to also when students some of them they come. To me and ask me for advice like oh should i choose one or the other you know yes can kind of think about your life path what do you want to do and you know what it's not there, there's ability to change if you kind of after a few months see that this is maybe not interesting you or 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 is not kind of getting what you what you want there's always a way to change it's easy and the other thing is you know even your in the industry your future employee years you know they they will understand um um that even if you do let's say your thesis in one particular topic Mm -hmm. and you are becoming an expert in that particular topic that doesn't mean that your job will be only in that and nothing else right Mm. uh it it basically shows to employer that okay you know you had this uh, sort of research problem and you tackle it. You kind of learn more about it. You figure out what to do about it. You figure out the methodology and you figure out solution on your pretty much on your own.
0: Yeah.
1: So so if you do this to employers, that's a signal that yeah, you are able to tackle any other problem and you will find out solution and figure it out on your own, which is, which is actually very good because it basically say that you are able to work independently and you are able to be creative and you are able to be uh, inventive about particular, any problem, right? Well, wow, so. you've
0: spoken like a true Ryerson, you know, administrator. Yeah. It's, it's really about oh, getting a job. Yeah. It's okay. But, but no, that's good. But I do have one question. Cause I got a couple of questions from the, uh, in, in emails, just pertaining to the biggest questions that you might be facing right now, which is mm-hmm. how are we mounting up grad schools for the fall? right? Uh, in light of the fact that there is already an announcement that the university is still maintaining that physical distancing and all that. Um, do you have any, uh, you got a platform now. Do you got anything to say about just as a grad, as the associate dean on grad, uh, do, do you want to chime in on any of this? Yes.
1: Um, um, that was a question that we are getting, uh, I'm getting quite a bit from current students, but also incoming students. There's, yeah. whole, you know, there's whole new class of students who got uh, offers of admission. Uh, about 300 something of them right and and actually more if you include international students as well and uh, these days were actually the deadlines to pay the deposit and make the final decision are you gonna sort of accept the offer or not accept the offer uh, so two weeks ago I had um, I had a webinar that I had for all incoming students I right? sort of about 250 um, uh, incoming, they're not students yet because some of them did not accept the offer, but at mm-hmm. least those who were issued an offer of admission. Um, and, and that is posted on a web, um, on, on a engineering, um, faculty of engineering and architectural science, uh, future students, future graduate students website, uh, um, you know, divided in five sort of sub, uh, um, shorter, shorter, uh, segments. So right. the point is now we know that, yes, the fall term will be, uh, done by remote teaching and learning, Um, and uh, at least at Ryerson, we know that, and um, I I wanted to assure all the incoming students that, you know, um, remote teaching and learning uh, is not simply sort of prof putting slides um, and droning for three hours, you know, in a lecture, uh, that faculty members are serious in, in taking courses ourselves, you know, on how to deliver uh, our learning materials uh, online uh or or remotely that mm-hmm. uh, you know the fact is that um that we will do things remotely does not mean that they will be uh, of lesser quality uh, mm-hmm. uh on contrary actually uh preparing and and dealing with the good um remote um, delivery of of knowledge is is quite demanding job uh, uh and uh and uh we are basically striving to achieve the same learning outcomes, just uh, the method of, of doing it. It's going to be different.
0: Yeah. So you are like kids, we're doing our best to make sure that we are. Yes. Up our yes. Skills, and man. we
1: do. And honestly, you know, I know, I know that, you know, many profs are, are you know, there are, there are services, the support services offered to faculty members. Uh, they can even hire or, or kind of get a, a funding to hire a graduate assistant to help them with a uh, uh, gathering materials or kind of re. Mm-hmm. Shifting their courses uh, uh, for remote delivery. Uh, and, and we are taking it very seriously. Research also uh, in, for the most part will, at least at the beginning stage, you know, it can be done remotely. At least, you know, everybody has to start from a literature review, uh, doing some readings or maybe learning in software. So all of that can be done, uh, most of that thing, at least for the first term, uh, could be done remotely. Um, Now, definitely, you know, um, uh, there there are certain things that has to be done uh, on site and and, uh, uh, in person and um, university, the Office of the Vice President OVPRI Research and Innovation, you know, uh, together with all associate deans for research and the um, environmental health and safety uh, department at Ryerson are working basically on approvals and schedules that uh, research labs are um, uh, getting open and there's a um, insured sort of safety protocols and cleaning and disinfections and so on ironically uh one of the things that it's Ryerson's greatest advantage you know being downtown mm-hmm. in the center of everything right. uh, uh, at this point is actually uh turning to be our our obstacle right because um uh, commuting students,
0: and everything else yeah
1: commuting yeah majority of our students are living not near the campus uh, because it's expensive and they have to take TTC they have to take uh so, so we have to be mindful of that and some students may not be comfortable yet you know we don't know what's going to be in a fall
0: so, some so students how about one. the profs man
1: <laughs> well the profs everybody right oh Staff God, yeah. as well it's not it's not only about this. i'm talking about students because you know they are the, the greatest population here undergrad and graduate. like mm-hmm. we are there to help them and serve them <clears throat> but yeah for us as well uh but um so so that's something that that we are very mindful of. and i know that university is putting uh, putting to 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 in process uh, sorry hmm. putting in, in power procedures to to kind of ensure everybody's health uh, safety yeah, now exactly. the question is like we have the graduate courses are lower in numbers you know grad courses typically 20 25 students maybe 30 you know but le- less than that right so technically now we do have space to to have lectures in person, you know, to basically space them out in a bigger lecture hall. However, it's the issue is 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 about commuting, right? And then um, you know, and then we can we cannot uh, uh, ensure that everybody is uh, so. So we decided to to hold the uh, graduate courses remotely as well. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, no, that's good. It's better safe than sorry, right? I get get yeah. Back.
1: Exactly.